Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I'm here with your daily dose of energy. This particular episode will give you guys a little bit of understanding and some tools and assistance in navigating through what I would call grief awakening. Um, there are a lot of things that people are dealing with right now. We have a lot of different things that I would love to speak about, but I feel like a part of my mission is and will continue to be making sure that on the foundation level, we are covered. We have what we need to navigate through the things that we are dealing with when it comes to grief, when it comes to losing whatever it is that you are feeling has been either taken away or that you feel is being, um, changed dramatically in your life. Loss is very, very difficult to navigate if you are not able to allow yourself the necessary um, room you need to flow through it. So this particular episode is going to help you guys. As you guys know, I am um, days away from the home going of my grandfather. And that is something that I am sharing with you guys, because since this podcast has launched, I have been an open book and I have used this particular podcast as an opportunity to be transparent, to be authentic in helping myself as well as helping other people and to see how it has assisted people and to see how it has helped people to see how it has assisted people in their journeys personally and externally. It really, really, really warms my heart. And so it is something that I must continue. I can't stop and I won't allow my own personal um, emotions or my own personal feelings to tear me away from one of the most important aspects of my own recovery and healing when it comes to pain and when it comes to um, navigating through. I know that a lot of things that I've gone through is for a purpose and it is here to uh, it's been used as a toolbox. It's It's helped me to build my arsenal of strength and my arsenal of awakening and awareness in a way that has really transcended beyond my own expectations. So I have to have to have to continue on that on that path. Um, I am beyond excited and grateful and thankful that each and every one of you continue on this journey. You have been consistent and you have been very, very, very potent in your own lives. And I'm very, very proud of you all. So this particular episode, please get your pens, get your paper, get your pencils, get whatever utensils you need to take notes, because I'm pretty sure that whatever is coming through my spirit is going to be very, very helpful to you because it's helping me. If you're asking, how am I able to continue to teach and to continue to mentor and to continue to share I have prioritized my healing and I prioritized my recovery and I've given myself a safe space to feel. And I've done that. I'm not running from that. And so because I am okay with the essence of what that is, I'm able to share my journey with others as they are trying to navigate their own. I do know that God prepares us all. He prepared me. Um, He's been preparing me. As I mentioned in the last episode, I've been talking about this dream that I've been having for almost six to seven months now, and it literally has unfolded in my life. And so it's God preparing me. He's prepared me. And so whatever my journey is, I know that someone coming behind me, someone that is um, connected to me and someone that is connected to me that may be connected to others 
is going to need this particular outlet. And so that's why I'm here and I cannot stop. I cannot turn my back and I cannot um, delay what God is pushing me through because there is a, a transition that is taking place and a transformation that has taken place. And I am needing to be present for it. And that means sharing it with those who need me as a vessel. Right. So please let's without further ado, get right into the daily dose of energy. And I cannot wait until you guys tell me how it has helped you or assist you in your own journeys as we move through this very interesting year, 2020. Hi, beautiful people. All right, so let's get right into it. What I wanna speak about today is the importance of first identifying the differences between healing and recovering. I have recorded an episode about this a few months back because we were entering into, it may not have been, yeah, it was it was an episode that I recorded um, while I was in the midst of going through our four week challenge in December that was gearing us up to January, 2020. And I feel like it's very important for me to bring that back out because there are some very interesting things that are taking place And the things that are taking place are definitely taking us on a emotional roller coaster. And I don't know. I know a lot of people are not where I am when it comes to emotional um, intelligence, because a lot of people run from feeling. And that is something where we're all having to, in our own very special way, um, come to understanding of the significance of feeling every emotion, allowing yourself to flow through every emotion, despite being uncomfortable. Right. So it's important to understand that when someone sells, says they're healed, it's significantly different from someone who is recovering. Okay. And a lot of times people use the word healed when they should be using the word recovering. Because when you're healed, healed is a a sense of permanence, right? It's a sense of no going back. If I'm healed from something you've done to me or you've said to me or something that has hurt me, I'm no longer triggered by that thing. I'm no longer... um, embogged by the reoccurrence of the tragedy. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't shake me. It doesn't move me. And what a lot of us are doing, especially in the culture of society, the human, the, in, our, in our human bodies, we are all recovering. When it comes to people who are saying they're healed from the pain of the past, are you really? Because all it takes is one thing to trigger a remnant of what that signifies for you. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're saying that you're healed from something, that does not mean that you are not remembering what has occurred. Does not mean that you can't um, empathize with someone else who had a similar uh, experience. It doesn't mean that the memory of that doesn't bring up some type of uh, emotion, but It does mean that it does not dictate how you move forward and it doesn't shift your perspective any more than it already has. It doesn't change you 
any more than it already has. And so what we are seeing in society is a lot of people are operating in the sense of I am healed. I am healed. I am healing. But you haven't even done the first step in recovering. That's why when you have someone who is a recovering addict, they're not a healed addict. They're recovering because you can always have a possibility of a relapse. And I think if we begin to look at ourselves in a way where we can really be honest and authentic in our truth, we will all be able to see that in some part of our life where we have claimed to be healed, it's not the case. We are actually recovering or entering in the steps to recovery. Okay. So just to give you a brief example of what it means to recover or heal, right? When you, let's say you cut yourself, there's a paper cut. When you paper cut yourself, you stop the bleeding of the paper cut or you stop the bleeding of the cut. It doesn't mean that that cut is healed, right? It it doesn't automatically heal the cut because the bleeding has stopped. There's still an open wound. And if you puncture that wound again, or if you tap that wound the wrong way, it will begin to bleed again because underneath that open wound is still healing that needs to take place. There's still closing of that wound that has to take place. So that's why even when the wound begins to close up, you still may feel a bit of painful sensation, a bit of irritation because it is not healed. And we have to look at that in a sense of our life in the sense of our relationships, in the sense of how we approach life, because you may think you're healed from trauma or you may think you're healed from the things that someone has said to you or done to you in the truth. You're not because you haven't even entered the phase of recovery. You're trying to skip over the foundation and the foundation that is required to recover is identifying where the wound has started. It is identifying where the wound ends And what is needed for the wound to close. And if you're operating out of a face of obscurity and oblivion, then you're never going to get to that true healing because you're going to constantly be puncturing the wound that is needing to be closed in order for the healing to take place. It's like when people say, I need, oh, You know, let's say you had a busy day. You're very busy. You're very stressed out. There's a lot of things that's going on. You're just, you just need a moment to yourself and you go and you take your hot bath or you do your self-care day. That's not a day of healing because healing doesn't happen in a 24 hour period. Healing is something that is a reoccurrence of things that causes the healing to happen. You are actually needing a day to recover. Like me, when I, when I would go out, I used to be able to stay up all night. I used to be fine with staying up all night, going to bed late all night, doing my thing, right? But as I've gotten older and my routine and my life has changed, I can't stay up past a certain time without me needing additional time to recover. My body needs to recover. I'm tired, I'm drained, I'm exhausted from a night out. 
I can't just drink. I can't just, my friends know that when you are wanting a night out with me, okay, you got to give Brandy a heads up at least a week in advance because Brandy has to make sure she's hydrated. Her vitamins are on point. She has to make sure she's had all her, you know, her herbs and everything in her body to give her stamina up because I get very drained and tired easily. One drink will have me needing a 24 hour day to just recover. So that's not a healing that's needing to take place. That is me needing to just be still so that I can rest up. And so when it comes to our spiritual world and it comes to our emotional being and our mental, we are very, 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 um, reckless with the language that we use. And we wonder why what we are hoping is happening. What we hope to happen is not happening. And it's because you don't even understand how to identify what needs to happen first. Restoring yourself is a part of recovering. Healing yourself requires consistency in recovering. So that is where people are missing the ball on their own life. You're trying to recover your mental health. You're trying to tap into your own healing, but yet you allow yourself to continuously be traumatized with consistently um, allowing yourself to listen to and watch and hear and have conversations about traumatic experience that trigger. You can't continue to puncture a wound and think that that wound is going to recover from the trauma that initiated it in the first place. You have to step away and give it space. And if you do not do that, how can you really say you're on a path to healing? You can't. And when you heal from one thing, you utilize the jewels and the tools that you have accumulated from that thing when something else comes around that requires steps in healing as well. Okay, so that's the difference in recovery and healing. Healing is essential and it lasts forever. Recovering is important, but it's not permanent. It is a step that is required to initiate the healing process. Now, another thing I want to speak about. People are very, very, very curious on what lessons death or losing someone or grief or breakups are supposed to teach you. And I'm someone that I've learned that a part of my healing process, I am a person who's a, uh, I feel like you need, therapy. If you need therapy, go to a therapist or whatever. But I personally have created my own way of healing because I found that speaking to people who can't relate to what I've gone through, it's very difficult. And it's not saying that they've gone through exactly what I've gone through, but if you don't have any type of experience in life that has required you to take necessary steps or detours, to gain your experience or your understanding of an experience, then I have a very difficult time trusting that you know what's best for me beyond the book that you've read. So for me personally, when it comes to my approach to helping people and to navigating through trauma, I often use my own experience because it's the only way, it's the only way for me to tap into what that emotion is and and helping other people to identify what that emotion is and helping them to come out of it. I can't tell someone how to feel 
but I can introduce you to an outlet that allows you that opportunity to do so. But if I'd never needed to feel, if I've never felt the importance of it, if I've never been in a position where I've had to learn the lessons of that myself, I wouldn't be successful at helping people do that. And one of the things that has helped me in navigating through grief this year alone, this year alone has been very traumatic. It has been very traumatic for myself. It's been very traumatic for those who have, you know, just looking at the world. I didn't need, I, people remind me all the time about what I speak and how I speak. And people remind me all the time about the things that I have allowed myself to be open about that have helped them navigating the tides of this 2020. And a lot of them are referring back to previous episodes where I was literally trying to prepare people for this year. Now, let me be completely honest with you. There's no way for me to have predicted the tumultuous things that have unfolded this year, Um, the triggering effect. But I knew that this would be a very impactful year, not just for a 10 year decade, but for 37 plus years based on astrology, based on the placements, based on my spiritual awakening and what God was allowing me to see for myself through my visions, through my dreams. This isn't a woo woo um, hocus pocus type thing. This was me actually having to feel through these things before I shared them with you guys. And so when you refer back to episodes where I'm speaking about different transits and the potential of dismantlement and the absolute dismantlement that will be taking place, it's because I do a lot of study and I don't use one resource to study. I am a very, very, very detailed, thorough studier. Someone who understands the importance of getting to the root of what I am trying to study. And I don't allow other people's opinion and other people's lack of understanding to deter me from what it is I need to say. Now, mind you, when I spoke about this dream about my father and my grandfather, and I spoke about the dream about the things that were going on chaotically in the water and, uh, you know, the, the episode that I'm referring to is called the molting process. When I spoke about that, I'm sure a lot of people were like, what are you talking about? This was January 30th. So mind you, this was before coronavirus was a thing. It was a thing, but it wasn't being spoken about. This is before, you know, all the thousands of predictions of deaths. This is before people started losing their lives. Things started shutting down in our world and our currency started shifting. Everything was prior to. So this is pre-corona, pre-dismantlement. This was the beginning Stages. I hadn't even begun to read about it yet, right? This was just what I had been studying since October, a little bit more before October 2019. And this is what I felt was necessary for me to share. Now, trust trust me when I tell you it was very difficult for me to do so because I knew that it wouldn't be understood until people were actually experiencing it. But I had an obligation. And when you are assigned in a spiritual sense from God to do something and you don't do it, then that punishment is 10 times heavier on you because you now have blood on your hands from not giving the warning that he urged you to give. 
So when I spoke about this dream, the dream translated to me as my grandfather and father mending their relationship, needing to have conversations and needing to get some necessary closure prior to my grandfather um, transcending. Now, mind you, at this time, my grandfather was was okay. So it was even before his 87th birthday. So there wasn't a an urgency in me to do it, but it was something that God had been giving me a dream that I consistently continued to have. Mind you, this episode was January 30th, but I began having this dream in December, November. And that's how I knew it was a message that I need to share because from November to January, this dream was consistent and it was adding pieces to it. So if you listen beyond January 30th, you'll get pieces of more of me referring to this particular dream. In addition to this dream, I've had some very pivotal dreams that I've had to translate to you guys because that's the assignment. And then for you guys, when you come back to me and tell me how it resonated and how it connected with you and how it unfolded and how it spoke something that was about to happen that you had no idea was occurring in your life, it reminded me of what God told me, which is I speak to my people the way they understand. And for me, it's through my dreams, right? And so I, throughout the lessons of loss and seeing everything that has been occurring and seeing everything that has been happening throughout the world, it is something that has really, really, really been a significant part of my own healing and recovery. It's because I take the jewels and I apply them to my life, but I also share them. And so when you ask yourself, what is it that death and grief and sadness and pain and this trauma of this world what is it teaching you what is it supposed to teach you for me personally I've been learning these lessons since my father passed in 2005 because you cannot and by 2005 I'd already lost several people close to me but losing your father is a different type of pain. It's a different type of loss because it's something that is so directly connecting to you that is very difficult to discuss. So when it comes to having to learn how to grieve and having to learn how to adapt and having to learn how to evolve beyond the pain of whatever it is you're seeing, whatever it is you're experiencing, you have to learn and know the significance of that particular journey. Now for me losing my father and losing my grandfather and losing anybody in my life, what it's taught me is resilience. It's taught me that it's gonna hurt but it's not gonna kill me. Right? If I survive this, it builds a a bit of a muscle, another type of muscle so that I can continue on. It taught me to love deeper. Every person that I love knows I love them. Every person that I care about knows I care for them. I don't allow a day to go by. I don't allow a conversation to go by. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm feeling, I sow those seeds. I let them know. I show them. I care. I love you. You're important. Your existence matters. From friendships to family to loved ones, to intimate partners. You are going to know how I feel about you because I don't take life for granted. I don't take time for granted. I know that time is linear, but I also know 
that I don't decide when my time is up, nor do I decide when your time is up. So whenever that occurs, I'm okay. I'm at peace with knowing that that person or that loved one has transcended because I know they know how I felt in the flesh. I gave them all the flowers while they were here. Doesn't mean that them not being in a physical sense doesn't hurt. But that's what's something that people have to understand. We go through life and we take advantage of time. We're taking advantage of, you know, this person always be there. Oh, that's that's going to always be around. Or it's like, how cocky are you? You think God is really, really, really favoring you over the people that have really, really impacted society and changed lives and, and really, really done life's work at making sure that people have the free, like you think you're better than the next person who has been taken away. You're not. God doesn't favor. The sun comes up and the sun goes down on all of us the same. When it is your time, it is your time. And it doesn't matter about your physical sin. When your physical is gone, your presence is still felt because of the spirit you leave behind. It taught me to be fearless. It taught me to not be afraid of what could come because I'm living in my purpose every single day. I'm moving in my purpose every single day. I'm operating out of authenticity each and every day. It taught me the importance of being a light in the midst of darkness. It taught me that. It taught me that. It taught me how to be strong. It taught me how to be adaptable. It taught me how to be mutable. It taught me how to not be afraid of what someone else will say or what someone else will think. It taught me to remain consistent in everything that I am and everything that I do. And it taught me to do that to me, be that for myself first. It taught me how to love myself inside and out. It taught me how to love unconditionally. It taught me how to see beneath the surface of the people that I say I care about. It taught me losing men in my life. Taught me that men have emotions, fears, feelings. And they need a safe place to express that also. It also taught me forgiveness. The importance of forgiveness. The importance of allowing myself to forgive even though I feel as though I've been wrong. It taught me that. It taught me to understand that grief is in layers. It doesn't come in one. It feels like it's tumbling on you in one, but to release those pressures of that is layers. Gives you a deeper understanding of life. Gives you understanding of relationship dynamics. It gave me a deeper understanding of the lingering effects of the pain. And then let me know that it's okay to feel them. There's no right, wrong way of feeling them. It's a way to be mindful 
It's about, you know, I do believe in toxic positivity. I feel like people can pretend that things are so positive that they are delusional. Yes, I know they're in a better place, but that doesn't change the fact that it hurts now. Allow people that space to feel that. Give people that space. Give people that realiz- that realization of, okay, yes, their physical is, but their spirit is here. And to be honest, in a lot of my relationships that have transcended on it, allow me to feel closer to them because in spirit, there's no, there's no boundaries. You're everywhere. And I love that. And I can feel you around me and I need that. You cannot rush through it, but you have to allow yourself to feel it. And that's the beauty of it. Allowing yourself the freedom to be. That's it. It makes you more grateful. It makes you more appreciative, more understanding and fearless in everything you are. Life is about transition. And 2020 has been a year of a lot of pain, a lot of pain and a lot of fear. And that's okay. It's truly okay. So I hope that this episode give you guys a little bit of clarity, a little bit of understanding of where it is you are, where it is that you're headed and what it is that this this year is teaching us. 2020 is teaching us some very powerful lessons, despite the grief. You can't run from the grief and you don't need to experience the grief for you to have empathy for someone else going through it. But some people are so selfish and um, oblivious and it takes them to be it's like my grandma says you know hard head makes a soft ass a lot of people need that lesson because a lot of people are so disconnected from human capacity to feel unless it's affecting them personally not understanding we're all one what affects one affects us all because eventually it will come to where it's affecting you So I hope that this has given you guys a little bit of assistance in your navigation through the pain and grief and whatever it is that you're feeling, because God knows it's not easy and there will be casualties, but you have to be willing to allow yourself to evolve through it. You deserve that. And it's a requirement. Okay, so I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support, all of your love, all of your prayers, all of your thoughts and well wishes. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going through my process. I'm going through my process. But my process would be in vain if I didn't share it with you. When it gets too heavy, I know how to take a break. I'm here to help you guys to get to that point. Okay. So I love you guys until our next daily dose of energy. Bye.